Coop Radio, RadioNext.tv at the Coop Group site. We come to you every Wednesday from 11 to 11.50, and we have great interviews every single week with folks in and around Indianapolis, Christians who are doing good, and that's uh, the focus of our show and what we're here to do and what we are continuing to do here for the last three years. Uh, thanks ever so much for joining us. For those of you on Facebook Live, those of you who are joining us live on radio, and for those of you who are picking us up later on uh, with the uh, podcast that we'll push out later this week, we are grateful. Uh, we are thankful for HB, our producer, grateful for uh, the tremendous background that he has in all of this over eight years here at Radio Next. We're grateful for Polly Riddell. Thankful ever so much for the, all the connections that she does. And we are thankful too for Josh Collingwood, who is again behind the scenes doing all of the great tech work that we need every single week to make this thing fly. He takes care of warpandwoof.org and cominiusinstitute.org. And we're grateful for all of their work. Cominius Institute is the sponsor for our show. At Cominius, we cross three bridges. The first bridge is into college. We work with young Christian college students at IUPUI, helping them traverse uh, grounds that perhaps they might not have heard about before, issues and concerns and classes and uh, statements on campus that are different than what they have heard, and we're helping them to traverse that particular process. Uh, the second bridge that we cross is into communities, and that's the essence of this radio show and thankful for all of the Christians in, in and around Indianapolis who are doing good. The tagline for our show, do good, do good, do good, based on Titus 3, 1, 8, and 14. And our third bridge is into culture, and we do this consistently through our writing and our speaking, all kinds of different events that we have uh, that we are engaged with constantly, and we're grateful for all those opportunities. But today, we have a great opportunity to uh, begin, actually, our first broadcast here in the month of March which is Women's History Month, and we are grateful to have as our first guest, Annette Johnson, uh, thankful so much for the good work that she does in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. And uh, Annette, thank you so much for joining us. We're grateful that you're here. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Yes. yes. So tell us a little bit about your background. Give us a little bit of a bio so that everybody knows who you are. Well, I mean, it's it's pretty extensive bio, but I'm very involved in education. Um, the good thing is I have like two careers, um, politician, currently I'm the Pike Township trustee, I just got elected on January the 1st of this year. Congratulations. Thank you. So it was a, a long, hard battle, but we were able to um, beat a 16-year incumbent, so I'm wow. very proud of that, yeah. you know, a person that was in office for 16 years. Yes. Uh, background in education, it's, um, my last employment was working downtown to Marion County Sheriff's Department. And I was a senior adult ed instructor and worked with the um, adult ed courses, making sure that the women and men inmates um, got their GEDs before they're released back into society. Great. And the women and men that I work with um, were normally housed in jail for a year. So, okay. you know, I can work with them for about six to eight months to make that happen. Mm. So these are not people that have done something, you know, mm. horrible, but just done things they probably shouldn't have done. Sure. They're housed there for a year. And so the whole program was to make sure once they come back out into society, they have their GEDs and, you know, they're able mm. to be more employable and get a better paying job. So I love doing that. Oh, that's great. It's a great transitional element. Mm -hmm. Tell us about a little bit about your church. Give a shout out to your church. Today. Oh, yeah. Um, I attend Friendship Missionary Baptist Church. I'm in Hallville area. Now, everybody asks me that all the time. So you go to church all the way in Hallville, but you live out in Pike Township. Well, that was the church, you know, God led me to because 
it's out in the Hallville area. It's a lot of issues, and I just thought that I would be able to serve the residents and people in that area and mm. going to some other church where you don't see a lot of problems. But um, I'm able to work as a Sunday school teacher. Oh, great. And I work with a program that our pastor, uh, Ronald Covington, has called BUILD. So it's mm. called Believers United in Local Development. Oh, nice. So we're trying to work with men between the ages of 18 to 30, mm. 32 years. Um, give them a skill or a trade, you know, building houses that are out there mm. in the Hallville area. And just getting a trade so that they're just not standing on the corner. Yeah, exactly. So I'm able to work with that in my church. I'm mm. able to work with the uh, a very large community garden that I do every year. Mm. The residents and most of the um, produce and products go to senior citizens. That's an area where I just work and making sure that the senior citizens are taken care of. Because you Excellent. know how that could be with them on a fixed income and sure. so forth. Uh, but just having vegetables and storing vegetables for the for the fall, it, it really helps them. So um, that's one area I do with my senior citizens. That's wonderful. Well, you have all different kinds of fingers and lots <laughs> of different pies going on yeah, here. Yeah, I love doing it. I mean, I just believe in being a servant. Mm. And that's what I've always been. Mm. I started out on this pathway when I was eight years old. Oh, nice. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, and my grandmother and my mom were very involved in politics. Mm. Not to the extent where I am, but they were very engaged in their community with, you know, local forums and doing voter registration. I went with my grandmother when she would do the voter registration and during the summer months, you know how it is when you were younger, mm. you would always go visit your grandparents. Sure. They stayed there all summer, so I could not wait to get to Louisville the last day of school. Mm. And because I knew I was able to work with her at the community center. They had a large community center where mm. she lived, and I would bag up lunches for the, you know, the needy. That's needy. great. And so I was eight years old. I mean, everybody thought I was crazy. That's like the littlest one, but I, I <laughs> still remember bagging sandwiches and cookies and bag of chips and making sure that people came at lunchtime and were able to feed them. Oh, that's great. So that's where it started at. Oh, my word. All the way back when you were eight years old. Eight years old. So oh. I already knew that I was going to do this because, again, I would be with my mom and my grandmother mm. where they were, um, you know, doing community service. And it's six of us, so three boys and three girls, but I was the only one that instead of just running to the park and playing all day, that wasn't my thing. My yeah. thing was working at the community center. So this really kind of tr helps us transition into mm -hmm. this month of March. You're talking about yourself, your mom, mm -hmm. and your grandma. Yes. And we're talking about uh, Women's History Month. Yes. And yes. the importance of this for, mm -hmm. for everybody. Yes, yes, uh, yes. So let's talk about your mom, your grandma, and yourself, and tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about this personal history, why this was so important for you, uh, what it was that really kind of engaged you in a way that, that maybe uh, your, your siblings or uh, other folks who are in and around your age uh, didn't necessarily uh, invest the time. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a history buff. Um, that's what I really wanted to be was a history teacher, but it didn't really? pan out that way. Okay. Normally with history teachers, if you know how the, the makeup is, a history teacher is there forever. Yeah. So in order for someone to be a history teacher, somebody's got to move, get away or out of that position. So I never um, got to be a history teacher, but that's what I've always explored is history. Okay. So every year, you know, I'm really into it. On March the 1st, um, we have a whole month that's dedicated to women around, you know, the country. Mm. And Women's History Month is one of those big, big things. And it started in 1978 just as Women's History Week, but it's expanded 
to mm -hmm. the month, and uh, President Jimmy Carter started that. How about that? Isn't that amazing? Yeah. He just thought women needed to be recognized of course. for all the things that we've done down through history, mm -hmm. and also showcase what women do and the contributions that they've made to society, mm -hmm. and what we do every day yes. with, with, you know, with having kids, raising kids, and just the many aspects of what women have accomplished. Mm -hmm. So this year's theme is, let me see if I can find it real quick for you. Sure. Because we every year we have a theme, and every year is a theme. So this year they want to pretty much or, uh, concentrate on something for the whole month that we work on. So this year's theme is Visionary Women. Champions of Peace and Nonviolence. Okay. So I thought that was a, that's a good one for this year. So that's right. the theme for the whole month. And they, what they're doing this particular whole month is making sure that they're um, honoring women that served in the war. Okay. Women that have been on the battlefield for injustice. Because a lot of times the women are in the background, mm -hmm. and that's what we do. We love serving, like I was saying, mm -hmm. serving people, and but we're the ones that really make it happen. We're like yeah. the backbone and the foundation. So again, that whole month is just to really work with women, mm. make sure we honor them mm -hmm. for the sacrifices and things that they've done. Mm -hmm. I think of uh, so many great and strong women uh, yeah. throughout history. Yes. Uh, I just for whatever reason she pops into my mind at the moment is Condoleezza Rice and the importance oh, yeah. of her uh, contribution to the yes. United States and uh, the long-standing relationship she had in politics. Oh yes, I mean I was able to meet her, you know, here oh, in Indianapolis um, about six years ago. Oh, she nice. was in one of the series speaking events that we had and just being in a room with her mm. and listening to all the things that she's mm. done. She struck me as a fair woman mm -hmm. and you know, really doing Come kind of bridging because she was very involved with anything dealing with you know war. Yes. And so she was a very smart woman. But yeah. Yeah, she's phenomenal. Yes. Phenomenal. Well, it's really very powerful and important. Uh, this is uh, the month that we're celebrating women's history. If you're just joining us. And the emphasis, of course, is uh, from a Christian vantage point, how are we thinking differently about things than other people might think? So let's approach this from a, a biblical, Christian, theological perspective and ask ourselves the question, from your vantage point, as you approach this, maybe you're teaching Sunday school, maybe you're just talking generally to mm -hmm. your friends in the church, yes. what is it that you would say to them is important from a biblical point of view that you would give uh, some kind of foundation stone from scripture or from examples of women in the Bible that are important to you? Well, I think, you know, it starts off with Adam and Eve, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, God created Adam and, of course, he needed to help back this yeah. I look at it. So to me, you know, just at the beginning of time, we were right there on the scene. Mm -hmm. And so to me, that's like fascinating too. I mean, I mean, God probably could create whatever he wanted to create, but I mean, for him to do man and then woman, and mm -hmm. for us to come, you know, right from under the man, I think that's fascinating right there. Mm -hmm. um, in my Sunday school class, I have um, ages 13 to 17. So that's okay. a very, you know, crucial age. Yes, it is. You know, a lot of impressionable things can mm -hmm. happen between those those age. And what I um, teach the young women in my class, young girls, is about being very conscious of you know their bodies, being very conscious of things that they do, because as they're moving through you know high school and going on to college, 
I try to plant those seeds that they want to be the best that they can and mm. be very positive about the things that God has done in their lives mm. and really get them to the point of having a type of faith mm. because that's one of the, the things with me. I'm in, I'm more about faith and believing, and I think if you can get that concrete um, foundation, it takes you a long way with your Christianity. Sure, yes. Uh, the emphasis, of course, here uh, in Women's History Month and the importance of history and the importance of all who have come before us mm -hmm. uh, in this regard is huge. I'm thinking about Second um, Timothy chapter 1, where mm -hmm. it, it talks about Timothy and the importance that his mom and his grandma made in his made life. In his life. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And this kind of thing uh, is important for men too. So mm -hmm. say a word or two about the importance of women as they support and or lead men in that sense of things. Well, the good thing about that is my mom is an evangelist. Okay. So the church that she's in, she's able to be in the pulpit. And a lot of churches don't believe in women being mm -hmm. leaders of that, of that nature and the religious still, but she's able to be an evangelist and I mean she's leading that church every Sunday mm -hmm. whether it be men, women, kids, whatever and I think it's important that we honor and we make sure that, that that's known in women we're, yes. we're on the battlefield you know, for the Lord just like the man just like anybody else yeah. Yeah, so it's very important that we recognize how women are they're right there mm. and women to me are able to even get the message across sure. on a different level than what men are because Men, I'm not saying anything against the men. No, not at all. But I think women have the naturing portion of them. Yep. They're able to know what women go through and how sometimes we're put on the back burner. But then when you have mm. strong women that are able to step up to mm -hmm. the plate, and I think that's where we fall in the category. A lot of times, you know, women are afraid to step up mm -hmm. because, you know, how society has kind of deemed us already. Sure. You know, you need that type of leadership. We have great examples in scripture, of course. I'm thinking about Deborah and Barak, who, mm -hmm. Deborah the prophet, prophetess, mm -hmm. who, who said to Barak, look, I want you to go put your men in this untenable military position mm -hmm. because God told me to do so. And, right. and of course, Barak says, oh, you know, you think you're going to do this to me. you got to come with me. And she <laughs> said, well, if that's the case, then you don't get any of the glory. You're going to have to share with yeah, me. Sure. Yeah, and then cool. I think about that those famous uh, women in Acts chapter 21, mm -hmm. uh, Peter's four daughters who were prophetesses. Mm -hmm. So to your point about the evangelist uh, emphasis for your mom. Mm -hmm. yes. So let's talk more about your particular interest and the, the driving direction that you have uh, for women in this particular culture. Uh, what would you like to tell us about that that's important to you? Well, I think what's, what's important is that women don't shy away from their gifts. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we have so many gifts um, to offer our communities. Um, like me, a lot of people say, well, you do this, 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 and this. Well, to me, that's a blessing mm -hmm. from God, and I should be able to use those gifts to give back. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm, you know, I'm really good with um, speaking. I'm really good with doing a community garden, teaching Sunday school. I don't think it should be a limitation on how many gifts we have. Yep. We have 16 gifts, we use them all. There you go. And I think a lot of times people come to me like they just don't understand how I do so much. But mm. again, God has gifted me with so many gifts sure. and talents. And to me, you're supposed to give all that back. Mm -hmm. you know, everything that he's given you, you put all that back into your community. Sounds like a Proverbs 31 woman there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the one Proverbs 31, 25. It yes. says, she is clothed with strength and dignity. And she can laugh at the days to come. Mm. So I like that one. 
you have a standard and a foundation that's immovable so you can say mm-hmm. hey whatever happens yes yes, yes whatever yes. comes down the road yeah proverbs has a lot of good bible verses that mm-hmm. you know tend to go correspond with women absolutely yeah, yeah yeah absolutely well let's talk about what you're doing uh in politics now and specifically in you in pike township okay. uh you've mentioned that um you just came into this position in January, but let's flesh out a little bit for everybody what it is that you do there and okay. the importance of your position. Well, um, a trustee, a lot of people ask that. I get that question almost every day. A trustee in a township is mostly a smaller government that's right there to the people. Mm-hmm. Instead of going all the way downtown um, to the city county, mm-hmm. building, you have your governmental offices right there in your township. A lot of people don't know that. So mm-hmm. our building is housed with the trustee's office and the small claims court okay and those are very important because again a lot of times people don't have the transportation to get downtown uh, downtown yeah. is it's just a lot it can be a lot to go through sure so a, a governmental building in your township to me is 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 the way to go a lot mm-hmm. of people don't think you know you should have township government but i think you should have that because again it's government and local that's closest to you yes. so as a trustee my job role is to um, provide emergency assistance. That means somebody that needs something right now mm-hmm. and they cannot wait. And that's really our role. Um, someone that may have been laid off mm-hmm. and they, they have documentation that says they know they're going to go back to work in six months. Or someone that's off for four weeks because of medical. You know, they don't, um, they're under the weather or there's something going on in a medical you know, aspects so mm-hmm. I'm able to give them uh, temporary relief. Again, it's emergency, cert, you know, services. Um, what what I was I'm very proud of so far is we just been in there a little over two months. Mm-hmm. It's going we're in March now. With the, the government furlough, um, along with Congressman Andre Carson, he did a um, a furlough um, form and. That was amazing. I was able to help 12 families in Pike Township that were employed under government for whatever reason, you know, they were laid off mm-hmm. and was able to pay their, their mortgage mm-hmm. or their rentals for that month. So, I mean, things like that, just to help them so they don't have to stress about that. Right. So we had 12 families that we were able to help. And what you got to keep in mind is this hadn't happened before. Mm-hmm. Nobody's Nobody's been, helping anybody before? Well, I mean, Out of the trustee's office? Well, no, not that, but we haven't been under a government furlough. This is the oh, first time. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. So okay. a lot of trustees didn't know what to do. Okay. Like, what do we do? Are we supposed to mm-hmm. help? And so um, what I what I did is just followed, you know, my guidelines for township assistant mm-hmm. and it said, you know, you can help during government furloughs. Who, who would have thought we would have one? Mm-hmm. I mean, so just helping the 12 families was, was amazing. And, and um, Andre Parson put that on. Mm-hmm. I did like eight that day because he had it at the government center all day. Sure. And then I had like four families that came up to the office, you know, mm-hmm. within that month. So just mm-hmm. helping them. At least that's one thing they don't have to worry about. Right, exactly. So, yeah. Again, it's it's giving you emergency you know, assistance. It's not about paying for month after month after mm-hmm. month. We cannot mm-hmm. do that. But we help you with your utilities, you know, your gas or your light. Or if someone has um, a furnace issue, we try to help mm-hmm. with that. I mean, this mm-hmm. there was a lot. The issue of doing good uh, trans mm-hmm. transfers into lots of different areas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Economic as well as residential. Yes, yes. I mean, 
uh, I mean, just look at it in that stint. You know, you're just there to be a servant, and that's mm. what I've always mm. really enjoyed doing is mm. serving. Now I get to do it on a whole nother, uh, more of a bigger, a bigger, yeah, where I'm able to actually help a lot of people. Mm. So that's what we do. You are listening to Annette Johnson here today at Warp and Woof Radio, RadioNext.tv at the Cool Group site. Really glad that you're joining us, whether you're live on the radio or pick us up later on the podcast or your Facebook Live right now. Thanks so much for being here. We're going to take a one-song break, but when we come back, Annette is going to uh, talk with us about some of her heroes and the importance of uh, the kinds of people that have influenced her life. Warp and Woof Radio, Radio Next. We'll be right back. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. There's our setup for the second yeah. section. Okay, yeah, I mean, it's just amazing. Talk to me, Rab. That you're able to... Uh, I've one of the things that strikes me about that is that, you know, none of us have to wait for furloughs. We know there's all kinds of folks serving all around us anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's so many people that are out there in need. Oh, your partner. Reverend Harrison, he's uh, oh. Ash Wendy. He said, hey, they said I, I got more people coming in here trying to get blessed than I imagine. Okay. So, yeah, right. so he said he's going to stay down at the church till they quit coming. So okay. I got a show that we had uh, from last week, really good show that we did. So okay. just put it in there. Great. For those of you listening, uh, this is Reverend Harrison. He's uh, uh, one of the great uh, individual leaders of uh, our community indianapolis he's uh, the head of the 10 point coalition and quite frankly it's not just indianapolis uh, for the last few years he's been he's been involved in all kinds of cities cincinnati cleveland fort wayne louisville uh literally he's all over the map i think he went out to boston uh many many folks are being blessed by his life and we're grateful for the good work that 10 point coalition actually does for us in indianapolis thankful for all of those good folks and as Annette and I have been talking about here, the, the key, of course, to all of this uh, from a Christian vantage point is that the reason why we do good is that good has been done to us. Jesus died on the cross for our sin, rose again from the dead, lives for us today. That's the basis for the goodness that we believe in in this life. So, heroes next. Heroes. Yeah. Mm. I'm sure you could have one or two. Oh, so, or 10 or 12. So many. <laughs> so many. I, so many that I, that I think about. Uh, of course, Rosa Parks. Yeah. And um, Dr. King's wife, Coretta. Mm. Um, she, to me, she's an example of, of women. She was always in the background. Yeah. But she was a very important figure with uh, yeah. civil rights. You know, though Dr. King was the person on the forefront, mm -hmm. she was right there behind him in the trenches doing so much. And even after he passed, you know, she made sure to keep his legacy. So um, Rosa Parks, because she refused to, you know, to give up her seat. So, sure. Again, she was defiant, but she was defiant for, for good reasons. Yeah. I think sometimes people think women are not supposed to speak up for themselves. Oh, please. They're just supposed to sit there and, and take it. So, oh, please. You know, she was one of the characters that I... Um, 
pretty much had portrayed in the Black History Play mm-hmm. that I just did last month at nice. in my church. And so I always put Rosa Parks in there. Well, make sure to lead out with that when we come back in live for the podcast so that okay. you know everybody can hear that later okay. on. Did you know I drove Rosa Parks? Oh, here we I, go. This no, is a this great is story. A story. You told me the story. Julia, before Julia passed, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the day after she was given the National Congressional yeah. of Honor, she came here the very next day. Yeah. And I got a call from Julia's office and she says, Bill, I need you. Wow. And uh, mm. we had Rosa Parks. She was brittle and fragile, man. Yeah. This was maybe yeah. about a year before she passed. Yes, but yeah. uh, And when I let, opened the door, you know, I was so giddy. I didn't know what to do. I've been throwing Luther at everybody. But when she opened the door, when I opened the door for her, she grabbed my hand. And I mm. says, ma'am, thank you so much for what you've done. And she whispered, no, thank you for doing what you're doing. Man, I was like a, a, a dude in San Francisco. Yeah. I'm dead serious. I was jacked up. I said, but yeah, that was that out of all of those years of doing wow. that limo thing. That was that's highlight. And you've had some stories. You've told me some stories. That, Man, that's one of my favorites. That's that's the one there. Yeah. Well, that's that's great. One, yeah. Yeah, I got a picture with it. Oh, yeah, did you? That's great. Was what I living with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were down at the circle that night. You remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Open it up. And we are back, Warping Wolf Radio, RadioNext.tv at the Cool Groove site. We come to you every Wednesday from 11 to 11.50. Glad to introduce you to folks in and around Indianapolis, Indianapolis who are doing good, Christians who are uh, making a difference in their communities. And today, we are just thrilled to be blessed uh, to, to have in our presence here today Annette Johnson, a trustee from Pike Township. And Annette, uh, in our first uh, segment here today, we talked about uh, some of the biblical background to why we celebrate women. We talked a little bit about your uh, biography, what you do as a trustee. And it would be really good, I think, for everybody listening uh, to be encouraged by what you have to say now about the heroes that you think about in your life, women who have made a difference in you, and you look up to them, esteem them, uh, whether they be uh, gone in history or whether they still are with us presently. Uh, tell us about some of those folks. Well, um, you know, one that comes to mind, of course, is Rosa Parks. I think about her because, you know, people say, well, she was defiant, and I don't think of it as being defiant. Mm. I think of it as her actually standing up yes. and, and doing something that mm. was good. Mm. And so I've I make it a point to always include her in the, you know, the Black History Play that I do every year at my church. Um, mm-hmm. I try to have different segments of music, you know, history, and men and women. But, I mean, Rosa Parks, that was, to me, that was a lot mm-hmm. on her to, um, to be under the, you know, the limelight of actually standing up and, and yes. doing it the way that she did. Of course, you know, Coretta Scott King comes to my, you know, to my mind. I love her. I just... Look at her as the backbone of, you know, mm-hmm. Dr. King. You know, a lot of times that's where women are, but we do a lot, you know, behind the mm-hmm. scenes, and a lot of times we don't get the, the credit. But mm-hmm. again, I look at it, it's all. It's not all about the credit. Just, just do what you do. Do your good works, mm-hmm. and you know who you're doing it for and why you're doing it. That's mm-hmm. that's more important. And then I even think about Michelle Obama, mm-hmm. you know, our former first lady. It's <coughs> just so elegant and gracefully you know how she mm-hmm. acted in the white house for the you know the eight years that her and president obama were there and just listen to her story um you know she didn't come from a lot you know she had a mom and a dad that worked hard and they instilled in her 
a, a foundation of going to school and, and being the best that you can, you know, could be and, and whatever you want it to be. Makes me think about my life. Um, mm. Wasn't always um, wonderful. <clears throat> Again, my mom, uh, my dad were married and my dad was in the military and six kids and my dad just passed away suddenly. Mm. So I still remember us being kids with my mom was six kids, a widow. Such he was thirty six when he passed. So again, my mom instilled that into us. You gotta, you know, you gotta work hard for what you want. You have to go to school, and you have to do the best that you can to give back. You know, everybody's not uh, dealt a good hand, but I think it's what you make out of that. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, people's like, well, you didn't, you didn't grow up with a dad or anything, and how did you deal with that? My mom and my grandmother were our, you know, mom and dad for us, along with my mom. Mm -hmm. So, again, it's all about what type of, you know, things are instilled into you as mm -hmm. a little kid. And I think that's where my mom always was like, you give back. That's the number one thing. You give back to your community because your community is you. And so, again, I think I was one of the ones that pretty much picked that up from my mom and my grandmother because they were just, again, so involved. And I used to, like, why are they so worried about the community? But she said the community is important because if you don't look after them, things can kind of go a little, little haywire. But even my mom, you know, being involved in, as a Black Panther, you know, a lot of times people put a negative steel on a Black Panther. But my mom was... Her organization of Black Panthers were all about working in the community mm -hmm. all through the week. I remember her doing tutoring and on Saturday mornings, because she brought that concept here, because my grandmother was still in Louisville, Kentucky, mm -hmm. and getting up on Saturdays and clothing and feeding. That was her, her thing. So they would have a, a, a shelter where they people would come on Saturday mornings. And I remember going to those meetings with my mom. I, I remember because I had to be little because, you know, when you're sitting on a, a church bench, mm -hmm. my legs did not hit the floor. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I said I had to be pretty small because I can still remember just my little legs dangling. <laughs> but I was so intrigued with what they were doing. It's all about religion and giving back because at mm -hmm. the end of the day, like I was telling you earlier, you know, that's what I kind of instill in the young girls. You got to have some type of faith because you mm -hmm. don't have any faith. Of what you believe in, mm. how can you prosper? Mm. So to me, that that's that's what I I think about Michelle in that. And I got a book too for Christmas. So okay, I love her book. All right, as well. that's good. Well, when you when we think about the issue of heroes and heroines, uh, folks that have kind of set up for us. Uh, maybe a standard to live by. What are some of the characteristics that you think, from your vantage point, are, are really important? Uh, you're talking about young women, the mm -hmm. young women that you teach. What are the kinds of characteristics or attributes, personal attributes, that you bring forward to folks that are important? And it doesn't have to just relate to women, of course. It mm -hmm. can just relate to all humanity. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's a good question because I teach a character ed course. Oh, really? Center for Leadership Development. Oh, my. So, you know, I have a, a, you know, every semester we have 13 weeks classes that we teach. Mm -hmm. And it's for sophomore, juniors, and seniors. So we're getting them ready for college because yeah. that group of kids are all have made plans to go to college. And it's all about honesty because I tell them all the time, your character says a lot about you. Are mm -hmm. you honest? Mm. You know, do do you have a loving relationship with your parents? Mm -hmm. Are you able to give back, you know, being giving? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, again, that's what it's all about. 
you know, being caring, uh, respect. Yes. If you don't respect yourself, you know, how can someone else respect you? Mm. So it's all about, you know, we talk about being respectful, being honest, mm. caring, and giving. Because mm. at the end of the day, they're the future. And you want them to be able to give back uh, to community. Even with that 13-week course, we have one week where they have to do um, volunteerism somewhere. And they come back and share what they did, how it made them feel. Because, again, we're trying to get them set up. You know, it's not about just uh, going to college making $100,000 a year mm -hmm. and you're not giving anything back to your community. You're supposed to be giving back as well along that pathway. So, you know, again, we just, we talk about, especially the respect thing. A lot of times, you know, these, these youth, they don't have respect for yes. their elders yes. and for themselves. And I'm, you know, I'm always on them. Well, how would anybody respect you? So we, we go over the aspect, again, of community service, giving back. We go over the aspect of uh, we have a checklist that we do where what do you do every day like mm -hmm. mark off like did you wake up you know in a good frame of mind mm -hmm. did you tell your mom or dad or family members you love them so mm -hmm. you know to them they think it's kind of childish but after they do it every week for 13 weeks those are habits we want them That's to right. pop you know to put yeah. into them yeah not habits of you know being on the the internet all day long <laughs> trying to instill in them even one on that is that you make your bed. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of them's like, I don't make my bed. I just don't, you know, get up. And then at the end of the 13 weeks, it's like, I make my bed every morning. How about now. that? Or, you know, did you eat breakfast? Because you want to have a healthy mind. A lot mm -hmm. of don't, teenagers don't eat breakfast. But at the end of the 13 weeks, they like to, I can just tell the difference in my attitude. I'm not snappy because you haven't had any nourishment. Mm -hmm. And so those are things that we, mm -hmm. you know, I try to instill with them as well. Hmm. Those are great lessons, uh, and the importance of teaching them as habits is a huge mm -hmm. issue for us, I think. Uh, those of us who are older, you know, <laughs> some of us, you know, think that habits are pretty important and we do this. Yeah. Uh, my wife's a second grade teacher, so she's always doing the mm -hmm. please and thank you with her kids. Mm -hmm. and yeah, I'll yeah. tell you, if they don't, and if I don't, if I'm half a second late, late boy, yeah, look out. Looking over at you. <laughs> When is that thank you going to come in there? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So the issues uh, that surround us here about community are huge. So let's pursue that just a little bit further and talk about uh, the importance of community in terms of women. When you think about community and women and the importance of what you've already suggested, that this is something that uh, women can participate in and are responsible for, and frankly, doing it better than men. Uh, when you think about the issues of community, what are some of the examples that you see around Indianapolis, outside of the work that maybe that you do, mm -hmm. uh, other people that are invested in community action, uh, doing good things around the community, maybe examples from churches, that kind of thing? Well, you know, of course, women are very involved with um, clothing, okay. clothing the homeless. I know at our church we do that, and we also have a ministry where we feed the homeless. So we go downtown and you know find different areas of camps of homeless camps and make sure we provide socks and blankets. Mm -hmm. Again, women are you know we have that nurturing, caring mm -hmm. aspect for us, and so you know going downtown and clothing and mm -hmm. um, feeding them. I mean, you would think just um, offering socks and gloves is, is not much, but it is a lot. I like the idea that we also visit um, local, you know, re retirement homes and nursing homes mm -hmm. in our area where we go there and, and offer a lot of assistance as far as just playing bingo. 
Mm. You'd be surprised. I mean, I've done that the last couple of weeks. Mm. Went play bingo. It was really cool because the young lady that, well, I call her young, that, <laughs> that I had that was helping uh-huh. her, she won two times. Oh, my. And so, you know, everybody's getting a little upset. It was like, oh, my goodness. And she, she won coverall, and then she won regular bingo. And she was just like, you my good luck charm. <laughs> and so, uh, just to me, just being out there in the community and helping, mm. um, we have so much need mm. in our communities. Mm. And I think if we just put a small dent, it, you know, it helps. But I know women, you know, we do the clothing and the feeding. And we go, you know, the pastor, of course he wants men. But you know what the men do? They'll drive us there with the church bus. So that's their participation. Okay. So they make sure they drive us there. But you know, it's women that get out in downtown and clothing and feeding. Mm. Just, just doing so much. Mm-hmm. We have to, as churches, you know, that's one of, to me, the main focuses. We're supposed to be about in the community. Right. Giving back. It's not always just going to church on Sunday and collecting money. Of course, yeah, right. the church has to have money to survive. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get caught up on the money aspect of it. But, you know, we have to have money mm-hmm. to do the things and the programs and the activities that we want to do. But mm-hmm. it's also what do we do outside of the church right. doors? Are yes. we actually going in the communities and, and and working with um, people that are that are in that particular mm. need. I'm thinking about that passage in Galatians six nine and ten that where Paul says that our responsibility is mm-hmm. to do good to all people, especially those to the in the household of faith. Yeah. And our concern, of course, for uh, churches. Uh, let's talk for a moment. You you mentioned uh, just a few minutes ago that you work with thirteen to seventeen year olds. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that uh, I know I talk about this all the time is the issue of legacy. Mm-hmm. Legacy isn't what you leave behind, it's who you leave behind. Mm-hmm. And the importance of our training the next generation yeah. of yeah. young people, Psalm 71 emphasizes. Let's talk a little bit about that and, and why you think that's so important. Oh, it is very important. And even just working um, with my youth, what I have to do is work with me for the community garden. So we you know, around April, planting seeds. Mm. So that's one of their, their things. And then we harvest it as well. You know, at first, when I brought the idea, of course they were like, I don't want to do this. I have other things I want to do. <laughs> but once they start, mm-hmm. and I think it's, a, it's very important as adults, sometimes we just got to take no for an answer. It's like, mm. well, this is what they were meeting. I'll call your parents. I'll have them drop you off and we're going to do this. Okay. A lot of times we can't just let the kids uh, say what they're going to do or what right. they're not going to do. Right. And then you make it fun. So mm-hmm. um, I've been able to get them involved in the community garden, which they love that once they got involved. And my pastor is, he's hes such a wonderful pastor. Um, I talk about social justice. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a event where they had a rally. Um, one of the um, teens that got killed. I made it a point that the youth went with me because I wanted them to feel and mm-hmm. to hear and to see what this is about. Right. What a tragedy it is for the community and how as a community we do come together for mm-hmm. one another. They had never been to a rally before. Okay. But you know me, that's my thing. Yeah. So just exposing them to because at the end of the day I say that to them, you know, you guys are the future. Somebody's mm-hmm. gotta take Sister Johnson's place. I'm not going to be mm-hmm. able to, to do this forever. I may be on a cane or whatever. Mm-hmm. So just expose them to what's going on in our communities, to me, I think, is is, is important. And even Pastor Covington, he had no issue with it. Mm-hmm. He, he said, wow, that is, that's great. He said, I never thought of it like that. I said, well, I'm taking my Sunday school class 
we had, and it, it worked out perfectly. It was one week where we had vacation Bible school. And so, you know, you have an evening, and it was two events, and I took them to both of them. Mm. And just for them to sit there and listen, to see the families crying and mourning, it made them understand, you know what, we got to be overseers of our communities. we got to be in the community making sure that something like this does not happen again. Mm -hmm. You know, I would hate for someone in my family to get killed. So I'm, I'm, I'm introducing him. I'm a different Sunday school teacher. I'm introducing mm -hmm. him to social justice as well mm -hmm. because, again, we, we talk about that in the Bible. I mean, Jesus was always among people giving back and giving them a lesson at the end of those. Mm -hmm. So all those parables that we go over for Sunday school when he clothed and he fed mm -hmm. and he was up. I just think it's important that our youth are exposed to that. So yep. yeah, so yeah, I've been I've been doing that. So I'm a different Sunday school teacher. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, you gotta get your hands dirty. Yeah. You gotta tell yeah. the youth that that's certainly going to be important mm -hmm. for them. When we think about uh, all of the community service that you're invested in, all mm -hmm. of the different directions that you're going politically, uh, the kinds of uh, foundations that you're laying for the future, for young people, not only in your church, but mm -hmm. as a, quite frankly, as a, uh, an example around mm -hmm. the community, uh, what would you want people to remember? If you were going to say to me, Mark, I, I, I really want everybody to remember this thing, or here are three principles, or what are the key concerns that you have that you might want to leave behind as a word to others? Well, the one thing that comes to mind is education. Okay. You know, I'm all big for education. I think it's important that we educate our community mm -hmm. um, in the political realm of things so that you know when to talk to your legislators, talk to your city county councils, people, but be engaged in the community the things that are going on in your community. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we're not engaged, we don't mm -hmm. even know. They you know, they could have built this business or they could have built this warehouse, they could have built a pawn shop, all kind of things. And people don't know about it after it's mm -hmm. said and done and then they want to complain, but you know, mm -hmm. it's too it's too late then. So right. so I think education is is number one and then serving. Mm -hmm. Serving your community. The good thing is I'm able to do it on a bigger level because I'm a trustee. I can serve and give and do so much. I can build partnerships. That's what I'm trying to do now, build partnerships with businesses in the area. I'm trying to um, I build a relationship with the um, superintendent of Pike Schools. I mean, I would love to be able to offer summer jobs for some of the, you know, the teens mm. in, in Pike Township. I mean, my focus is just to, of course, work on Pike Township to make it better. And so, you know, educating and serving, those are my, that's what I'm That's really what you doing. want to be known for. This is and what you want to be behind. was always educating our community, mm. and our, she was always serving, because at, at the end of the day, that's what my mom and uh, grandmother did. Now, my grandmother's gone on to glory, but my mom is still out there serving. I mean, mm. she has a... Uh, food pantry at her church, and we both talk so much, and we bounce off ideals, um, things she can do at her church, mm. and then I bounce off things I'm doing at my church. So we kind of work together to serve serve our both our mm. churches. So I that's think great. that's that's awesome that we do that. Yeah, it's it's mindful. I'm mindful of that passage in Acts four thirty two to thirty seven that talks about how everybody, all of the private funds that they had, mm -hmm. they gave to the rest of the church so that everybody could have something. Yeah. And the importance of that for mm -hmm. all of us, we know that we have more than other people do. Yes. And so now we bear responsibility for that. Exactly. Well, you know, I'm working on, one of the things I'm working on, and hopefully I'll be able to introduce it to the community soon, and probably 
put together a coalition of clergy. Oh, there you go. Uh, in Pike Township. So that's all the various churches. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what your denomination. Very diverse group. Mm -hmm. We had our first meeting um, in January. And then, okay. Um, what I wanted to do is have a meeting, um, six meetings a year, so every other month. Mm -hmm. So our next meeting is coming up this month in March, March 28th. Nice. And it's got, what I'm doing is hosting it at various churches. Mm -hmm. And just bringing people together because I need to find out what type of services do you offer. Mm -hmm. So that when I have someone that comes up to the trustee's office, I'm able to say, well, you know, today you came up for assistance. Well, today is Wednesday. Mm -hmm. This particular church has a food pantry for you. So once you leave here, you can go to the church and get you some food. Because everybody does it on different days. So sure. that's what we're working on, what the church's services they offer as far mm -hmm. as school, preschool, daycare. For our residents. If if people are listening here today, uh, either live or with the broadcast later on the podcast, uh, boy, that's just a, a, such an important idea that mm -hmm. needs to be generated more and more. If you're invested like uh, Annette Johnson is in her community as a trustee, as a leader, and you're bringing together a coalition of clergy yeah. uh, that will say, you know, this is what we offer then, and this mm -hmm. is how we can help there. Wow, that's just tremendous. Yeah, that was that was one of the things I wanted to do. I, mm -hmm. I mean, I knew that that was number one on my mm -hmm. list. But I wanted to, I wanted the clergy to come together, and I want the clergy to know who they are. Yeah. You know, you have churches within one one or two blocks, and they didn't even, they know. <laughs> they don't Reverend, even know each other. They know Reverend such and such is there because they see the name on the yeah. front of the building, but actually. Meeting and um, we have a new pastor, uh, Bethel AME, it was downtown, historic church. Yes. They moved in Pike Township. Oh. So I was excited when I knew they were going to move in Pike. I was so happy that they liked Pike and mm. wanted to move there. And their new pastor, he's been there, what, eight months now. Hmm. And um, Pastor Carlos Perkins, hmm. and just think, he was we we hosted the first meeting at his church. I did that on purpose. Oh, nice, you know, nice. Because again, he's new. Yeah. And that's the oldest. Yeah. So why not have everybody come? Yeah. That's and we great. had about sixteen hmm. people show up. Good. Uh, we had like two community centers that are in Pike, because that's important too. Mm -hmm. They they share. They offer GED classes. Again, that's, that's big. They offer a lot of um, job fairs. So I wanted the um, community centers to be involved too and bring information. So the whole idea behind the coalition of the clergy is for people to come together and share what they do. So you, as a trustee, you're really a connector of people. Yes, it's exactly. Okay. Yes, yes I'm, yes, I'm excited about that. But I mean, it was a wonderful meeting. It was our first one. And again, it was at mm. Pastor Perkins Church. Nobody knew him. Mm. They didn't even know. They, they, you know, Bethel has moved in by township. No, so how wonderful was that for them to meet him? And he loved it because he yeah. was able to, um, to meet everybody and I've been to a couple of his services mm -hmm. and that's how I got to know because what I what I tried to do is go to different churches mm -hmm. in Pike Township and they have events and I go and that way that's where you build a relationship yeah. so, so this month's uh, meeting will be at Pastor Webster Pastor Terry Webster's church mm -hmm. so he's hosting us this month New Corinthians so I'm just so excited to to see see how that one's gonna go nice. and um, you know me and Pastor Webster have really built a good relationship I worked really hard on his campaign for school board and he won okay so nice. I was able to get two people on the school board in pipe so, That's I worked great. On that. so I'm just trying to bring people 
Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all about bringing like-minded people mm -hmm. with you because that's who's going to make a difference, yeah. I think. Not people that are just sitting on a board, mm -hmm. sitting in the spot, doing nothing. Mm -hmm. But you want like-minded people that are out there working and doing what you do. And I think that's how you build your community mm -hmm. and how it can really prosper. We need less talking heads and more walking hearts. Mm -hmm. How's that sound? Mm -hmm. Just out there, you know. Working the work. Yeah, that's so, it. Yeah, so that's that, great. That's one thing I've done so far. Mm. You've been listening to Warp and Woof Radio, Radio Next.tv at the Cool Groove site. You've had a, a great opportunity today to hear from one of the great ladies here in Indianapolis, Annette Johnson, who's a trustee at Pike Township. Thankful so much for her life and for the good things that she does in and around Indianapolis. Uh, all of the great ideas that you've heard today from her about the connections that she can make and the kinds of things then that you can do, just appropriating these kinds of ideas. And that thanks again for being here with us today. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. Yeah. And again, uh, you're uh, listening to Warp and Woof Radio and we come to you every Wednesday from 11 to 11.50 and we're sponsored by the Comenius Institute. Check us out at warpandwoof.org, that's W-A-R-P-A-N-D-W-O-O-F.org and comeniusinstitute.org and uh, see what we're doing in and around the community. Thankful again for HB, for being behind the scenes, for Josh Collingwood, who will take care of our tech, and then, of course, for Polly Riddell, who was our Chief Connections Officer. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you again next week. Thank you. Thank you.